0: Come on, let's praise Him. Let's praise Him.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Well, there's a powerful presence of the Lord in the room today. Amen. Did you enjoy hearing the words and testimony of Sister Day? give her a great big hand. God bless you. She's going to be ministering in Lebanon today. And if you would like to hear more about what she talked about today, be in Lebanon at two o'clock. We welcome you. We invite you. We'd like for you to be there in Lebanon at two o'clock today as we restart our Lebanon services back after this long stint of battling with covid It's gone in Jesus' name. And uh, we're going to get back there. We invite you to join us. And her friend, Sister Kim, traveled down from Wisconsin to visit. We're glad you're here and glad to get to meet you. Luke chapter 6, if you have your Bibles. Luke chapter 6. I will not be long today. I know that worries some of you when I say that. Because everybody says, inevitably, Pastor, when you say you're not going to be long, that's your longest message as well. Let's see. Luke chapter 6, verses 47 through 49. Whosoever cometh to me, and heareth my sayings, and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. Verse 48, he is like a man which built a house, and digged deep and laid a foundation on a rock. When the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. Everybody say, on a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man without a foundation, built a house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell. The ruin of that house was great. By the help of the Lord today, I'm want to just minister to you for a few moments on the subject the other side of the storm the other side of the storm would you pray with me right now father we need your help let the anointing of God rest upon the hearts of the hearers today the online viewers today and all those in this room Lord I'm praying that you minister to every heart and every life that finds themselves in the midst of the storm and wondering if there is another side I pray today, God, that you release faith and hope and, God, that it becomes clear that you're walking with us through the storm and there is another side to this storm. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell them you can make it as you're seated. The other side of the storm. The fact that the house that was built upon a foundation That was placed upon a rock. The fact that the house stood after the flood came was the point of the entire parable and passage. It doesn't matter how perfect things things seem to be when there is no testing. Testing is to prove that someone has learned the materials leading up to the test. The testing of God is to prove that we have accomplished and achieved and that we are ready to move on to the next lesson. The life-serving God is full of lessons and tests. It's much it's much like school. I know all the students here, many of you are in a hurry to get things done, trying to get as quickly as possible through class and move on to the next grade only to be met with more lessons and more tests. And then comes graduation and you think it's all done only to be met with college which has more lessons and tests. And then comes real life and now you are free, free at last only to find out that life is full of lessons and tests. And serving God does not exempt you from life's lessons and tests. They're full of them. Some of those lessons means we have to learn how to navigate through storms. And we have to learn that we must pass the test in order to move on to the next dimension that God has for us. It doesn't matter how perfect Things, things seem in your life if there is no testing? None of us, no one is interested in hearing from one that has never been through some tests. But we tend to call on those that have been through a few things in life when life gets difficult. How many of you know what I mean? We want somebody that has a testimony because the testimony means they have passed some tests. And they came through the test with the testimony. Now they can tell you what it was like when they walked through the valley that you're walking through. When they dealt with the sickness that you're dealing with, when they walked through the brokenness that you were walking through in your life. You don't want to call somebody that's never been through it. Well-meaning, of course, and not meaning to hit at anyone that's spoken positive words to my wife, but a couple of months ago she was at a very low point. People were coming to her and saying, oh, just have faith. Oh, just look up. Oh, everything's going to be all right. It's a matter of just getting a good positive image. You're going to be all right. She looked at me one day and she said, I don't want to hear from anyone else that hasn't been through this, She said, I want to hear from somebody that knows what it's like to walk where I've walked, to go through the things that I'm going through, to feel the pain. So I shut my mouth. And I went to the Lord in prayer. God, lay someone upon my heart that I can call and tell to call my wife for me. It doesn't matter. Nobody wants to hear from somebody. When you're in the storm, you don't want to talk talk to somebody that's never had to navigate a storm. You want to find somebody that's a pro at it. I intend to preach for just a few moments to a few people today that are going through some storms in your life. And I just came with a simple message today and a simple little one-point message to tell you there is another side to this storm. (laughs) Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is another side to this storm. Sometimes when we're in the storm and the trials of life, we have a tendency to believe it's always going to be this way. Those of you who went through covid that had more than a a stuffy nose can testify and understand what I mean. I was about week, I was about day, it felt like week number 10. I was about day 10. I had been sicker early on. Now I had reached a point of absolutely wondering if I was going to make it along about day or night, uh, 12. I had to go and wake Dylan up in the middle of the night and he rushed me to the hospital and I wasn't doing well. I felt like, I felt like there was never going to be another side to this. That perhaps I was always going to be stuck where I am. That perhaps I was always going to be going through what, I'm going, what I was going through. But I come today to tell you that there was a day 15. When I woke up that morning and said, wow. Wow. I think I feel a little bit better. And day 16, a little bit better. And day 17, my wife says, I still have a honeydew list for you. There is another side to what you're going through the flood, the test that you're going through. It will cause you to question. It may even cause you to question your faith from time to time. It's the living. That you do after you go through the flood, after you go through the storm in your life that matters the most. Those who are still standing, those houses that still stand after the flood. You have proven that the foundation that you have built your life upon is worth building your life upon. And then, when somebody that doesn't know what you know and haven't a built a foundation the way that you have built a foundation begins to call you and saying, "How did you get through it?" and you start telling them, "If it had not have been for the Lord that was on my side, my I would have stumbled and fell, my house would have crumbled and fallen. But there was a God on my side, and I've come out the other side. If you'll give your life to the Lord, you too can stand through the test and through the trial." And And there is another side to the flood, to the river, to the waters that are forcing their way into your life and causing your whole house to shudder and shake. But I tell you, if your foundation is on the solid rock of Jesus Christ, it will stand the test of time. Let me speak to you young people our young adults that maybe have never walked through deep tests and deep trials. The building of a foundation and the foundational principles of God in your life is not a waste of time. Foundations are not glamorous, but everything in your future will be built on the foundation that you build your life upon today. The foundation of prayer, the foundation of attendance to the house of God, the foundation of the Word of God, the foundation of the solid rock, Christ Jesus. Foundations are not necessarily fun. They're a lot of labor. They're a lot of work. Nobody walks up to your house. Have you ever had somebody walk up to your house and look at your house and say, wow, it must have an amazing foundation. But instead they walk up and say, Ooh, I love the color. Ooh, I love the aesthetics. I like the finishes. I like the way you decorated it. I like the finished product. But you have to tell them, see, where there was a time that there was a storm that came and it pushed against the house and the color may have peeled off and the windows may have cracked and shattered and some of the beautiful shingles may have blown off. But it was the foundation that the house was built upon that did not shudder, that did not move, that stood firm through the test of time. It doesn't matter how you walked in here looking or dressed or what your bank account looks like today. It doesn't matter what kind of car you drove up in or what kind of house you drove away from. What matters is that your life is built on something that is solid, that'll stand the test of time. I'll tell you what that foundation is. It is the solid rock, Christ Jesus. He was the rock that was hewn out of the mountain. Oh, we've got to have him. was a man in the Bible by the name of Noah, a great part of Noah's life, 120 years as a matter of fact. We got any 120 year olds here? 120 years of Noah's life, he spent building an ark, preparing an ark. Five months of his life, he lived on the boat that he spent 120 years building. Watch. He spent 120 years building something he was only going to reside in for five months. But it was the will of God and the plan of God. And it saved him and his house and the world as we know it today. But there is one verse in Scripture that says, and Noah lived after the flood 350 years. Did you get that? It was the living that Noah did after the 120 and the five months. 350 years after the flood came, Noah lived. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the living that you do after the the flood comes into your life that really matters. Oh, you can brag about what you have, what you own, and how deep your coffers are, and how well you're doing, but I'm telling you, you got to go through a storm and come out the other side, and the living you do after you come out the other side are going to be the best days of your... Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Somebody's walked through some storms, and you walked in this place today, and the man of God is standing here telling you, your best life is ahead of you. God's got more in your future than you have in your past. We, we normally identify, what we normally identify Noah with is the flood. It only lasted five months. We don't, we don't talk about, oh, you know, that man that lived 350 years after the whole world was destroyed. But why don't we describe Noah in that way? A lot of people are known by their flood that's the family that lost their house in a fire that, that's, that's the marriage that ended in divorce that's, that's the lady that has cancer that, that, that's the man that was hurt by what somebody else said but there's another side to this there's another side to the hurt and that, there's another side to this cancer There's another side to your financial ruin. There's another side to your sickness. (laughs) I, I know I'm preaching to some folks, and some of you have been in the trial of your faith, and it seems like there's not another side. But I come this morning just to tell you there is another side to the storm. There's another side to the storm. Where will you be after the flood? Oh, you need to look at somebody and just tell them i got a lot of living left to do after this flood. I, 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 I'm amazed at the number of people that allow small things to stop them and cause them to turn and retreat. My, my father and I went on a father-son fishing trip one time in the Gulf of Mexico when I was younger. It was just the two of us. I think it was the only time that we ever went out, just the two of us. And we went out. I think we were about 60 miles or so out into the Gulf of Mexico. Had left out of Galveston Island. And we went out into the Gulf of Mexico. We were about 60 miles out for this fishing trip, and a storm blew up. We are 60 miles out in the Gulf. And we're on a 60-foot boat. Seems big, but not when you're in those kind of 12, 14-foot seas, and the boat's rocking. And the captain came on and he said, "We have two options." He said either we can turn around and we can head back to port and try to stay ahead of the storm and get back into port and have cover. Or either we can point straight into it and we can go through the storm and out the other side. But I'm going to tell you all something. The best fishing is at about 100 miles. But we're going to have to get through the storm To get to where the good fishing is. Everybody's looking at one another wondering what we're going to do. Some people were saying, well, let's turn around and get out of here and get to port. But there was enough people on the boat that agreed with the captain. Turn straight into the storm and let's go through it. There was a few times when it felt like that that big old boat was not even moving forward. That boat would sit and shudder for a moment and it would vibrate and then it would come through that big wave that was ahead of it and it would lunge forward only to be met with the next one and it would hit it and it would stop and I would wonder when is this going to ever end and we would shudder for a moment and you'd hear the engines that they moaned and it would push through that big wave and on to the next and for what seemed like an eternity, maybe 20 or 30 minutes of pushing through that storm, we came out the other side and when we broke out the other side, it was almost like it was when we came into it. One moment, we're in the middle of waves and storm and the next minute, we've got clear skies and the the ocean was just laying, the gulf was just laying flat. We went on out to where we were going and it was every time we dropped the, 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 the bait in the water, we were pulling up fish, two at a time, two at a time, we were catching fish. We're looking at people saying, aren't you glad? that we push through the storm i come today to tell somebody that feels like i'm gonna quit i'm gonna turn around i'm gonna give up don't you quit there is another side to this storm don't you give up on god don't you give up on the church don't you give up on your family you got to just decide i'm gonna keep pushing i'm gonna keep going i'm gonna get through this i'm gonna i'm gonna push through there is another side to the storm the sun is going to shine shine again. Your best days are not behind you. Your best days are still ahead of you. saith the Lord. Somebody today needs to get some faith to declare, I'm going through to the other side of the storm in Jesus' name. My wife has told me, give me just a couple minutes and I'll be done. My wife has told me time and again, she said, I don't want to be identified by my sickness. She says it all the time. People call the first words. They say, how are you feeling today? I have a tendency every time I speak to her, how are you feeling? How are you doing? And she's told me over and again, I don't want to be identified by this. I'm not cancer. I'm a net. I don't want to be identified by this mess. We're going through this. We're going to get out the other side of this. You can be identified by it. Noah was identified by a flood. Daniel was identified by a lion's den. Job was identified by losing everything that he had. But listen, before the flood, Noah built an ark. But on the other side of the the flood, he rebuilt the world as we know it. Daniel's known by his lion's den. But before the lion's den, Daniel interpreted the king's vision. But after the lion's den, Daniel had his own vision. Job lost everything he had before losing it all. Job was the wealthiest man in the east. But out the other side of it, God gave him back multiple times what he already had before he ever went into it. And the key is is that they all made it through. The flood, the lion's den, the loss of everything. In our text, there's a parable of houses. Houses. One built on a rock, another built on sand. The fact that it stood through the storm is the point of the entire parable and passage. It's the living that you do on the other side of this. I want to remind somebody today. Somebody that's worried. Somebody that's weary. Somebody that is struggling. You're going to have storms. But you got to make up your mind I'm not going to be identified by the storm. People may always look at me and say... That's the lion's den guy. That's that's the flood guy. But refuse to take that on yourself. Build your foundation on the Word of God so that when the troubles of life come, you can stand the test of time. Maybe it's why the prophet Isaiah in the 59th chapter says, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against Him. Because without God, you'll never be able to stand the test of time. Without God, you'll never be able to make it through. But with God. The Apostle Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 5, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil... As a roaring lion walketh seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Meaning, whatever is happening in your life is also happening to people in the world. Giving up on God, walking away from the church, turning your back, is not going to change the fact of the afflictions of life. But verse 10, he wraps it up saying, but the God of all grace who hath called us to his eternal glory by Jesus Christ, after that you have suffered a while. Everybody say, get your testimony. After you suffer a while and get your testimony, he's going to make you perfect. Establish, strengthen, and settle you There's another side to the storm. And on the other side, you won't be tossed to and fro. You won't be weary in well-doing. You won't be wondering what's... You're going to look back, and you're going to understand so much more about the storm you're going through in life. I invite you to stand with me all around the room if you're able. I feel the Lord is wanting to speak to somebody's heart very deeply this morning. I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. If you're new here and don't know what is custom, our custom is just to walk to the front of this room when you want to pray, want to give your life to the Lord, want to repent of your sins. Maybe somebody's here today and want to start afresh and anew and after repentance, you want to be baptized in Jesus' name. We have water ready. We have robes ready. Maybe you're here today and you've already repented. You've been baptized. You need to receive, would like to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We have altar workers here. They're ready to pray over you. The Spirit of the Lord is here. God can do it. But I want to tell you today, don't give up. Don't turn around. Don't walk back. God is here and he's here to help you. Maybe, maybe I've spoken to some saved folks that are in the room today, but you're in the trial of life and you're walking through some very dark days and you're wondering, will the storm ever end? The word of the Lord has come today to tell you there's another side to the storm. God's going to see you through maybe you want to step from where you are to walk to the front of this room today and just declare god you're going through it with me i'm holding on to your hand i'm walking with you lord and you're walking with me and if that's you today step out from where you are these altars are open don't delay don't wait walk to the front of this room today and declare i'm going through with jesus god bless these that are moving today come join us join us here in the front of the room now god's on your side God is for you. He's not against you. God is with you. If you're not comfortable coming forward, pray where you are. Just pray right where you are. Lift your hands toward heaven and talk to the Lord. Oh, I'm not afraid.
1: Behind me, always beside me, no shadow, no.
0: Fear.